You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. In the midst of the darkness, he is the hope. Everything changed for these disciples once they embraced the truth that they already knew, but the truth had been clouded, the truth had been suppressed, the darkness had blinded them from what Jesus had told them repeatedly. So they needed a fresh word, and they needed something supernatural. They needed their eyes open. In the midst of troubling times, the darkness can threaten to overwhelm you. The fear and anxiety grow in your heart in part because you've forgotten God's Word and His promises. Today, Pastor Danny will encourage you to pray for help to see God at work and to remember the truth in God's Word. The truth of God is easy to forget in the midst of darkness, but God is so faithful. He gently reminds you. He graciously brings you back to your faith. He gives you a great peace that the world can't understand. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Luke, chapter 23, with today's edition of The Living Word. baptist he made this great statement of faith he jesus must increase but i must decrease that's a great statement of faith and john meant it john was sincere but after he introduces jesus to the world and now his part is pretty much over and so god's gonna take john home before he's actually beheaded because that's how he died He's beheaded because of his faith. He sits in jail. There's no record of a a card sent from Jesus or the disciples. There's no visitation by the apostles. Hey, John, how you doing? (laughs) And the Bible records for us that John the Baptist, who Jesus said there's no one born of women greater than John. He's not a reed that's easily broken or swayed. He's a prophet, one of the greatest, but he's human. And the Bible records for us that as John sat there in prison, he sent some of his disciples to Jesus, and here's the question he had. Are you the one? Or should we look for someone else? Listen, God knows our human frailty. And even some Christians now are not responding in faith. They're responding in despair. They're responding like the world. Panic. Listen, repent of your wrong response. 
I even thought about Jesus. As he hung on the cross, he had that moment because he's human. He's God. He's perfect. But he's God come in the flesh. And he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see the humanness of even the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And so what we have to do, what we have to do in these challenging days is take truth, things that God's already told us, and mix it with faith. Back in Luke, chapter 24 now, verse 1, on the first day of the week, that would have been Sunday in this day, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared, went to the tomb, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes gleamed like lightning. The clothes gleamed like lightning and stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said, "Uh, why do you look for the living among the dead? These are angels. He's not here. He's risen. And then look what he says. Remember how he told you? He told you. Not once, not twice, multiple times what was going to happen. So why are you so despondent? Why are you in such despair? Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the Thursday be raised to life. Then they remembered his words. They forgot his words. They forgot the word. And in this time, we got to remember the word. Pastor, is the coronavirus in the word? Yep. Where? Luke's gospel. If you just back up, chapter 21, the disciples said, what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age or the end of the world as we know it? Jesus gives a whole list of things that are going to happen, but one, one is very noteworthy. Verse 11, Luke 21, there'll be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences. Pestilences. It's a deadly epidemic disease. We didn't remember his word. Because in the context of Jesus giving the signs of his soon second coming, in Luke 21, he concludes, verse 28, when these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, look toward heaven, because your redemption is drawing near. (laughs) Listen, when the world's going, oh no, the end of the world, the Christians should be going, oh yeah, The end of the world. Not in some careless attitude. Not that we don't have compassion like God does on on a world that's suffering because of the coronavirus. But you think this is bad. If you read through the list of things that Jesus said are signs of his second coming, it's going to get worse. Signs. Jesus had told his disciples exactly what was going to happen. In the darkest hour of human history, when the Son of God, Jesus, was crucified, even though he was innocent, but he did it because he loved us. And the Father gave his one and only Son because he loves us, for God so loved the world. Gave his one and only Son. 
And so we need to remember His Word. Romans 12 tells us, don't be transformed or don't be conformed to the image of this world. Don't be like everybody else, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I love Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm of all the psalms. But Psalm 119 is all about the Word. The Word. And Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It gives me what I need for daily living. It gives me hope for today. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It gives me hope beyond the present. It gives me hope for the future. A lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. So listen. Truth has to be mixed with faith. Faith. We go to God's Word. Now, back in Luke, chapter 24, verse 9. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, the others with them, who told this to the apostles. But they didn't believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, he got up, ran to the tomb, Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. They still haven't come to terms with the truth. I love verses 13 and following. Now, it's a bit, but listen, listen, and read along. Now, verse 13, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. This is so humorous. Uh, They were kept from recognizing him. And he asked them, "Uh, what are you talking about? What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still. Their faces downcast. They are despondent. They're depressed. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? And you don't know the things that have happened uh, in these days? And Jesus, he just kind of playing with them. Uh, what things, he asked, about Jesus of Nazareth. If I'm Jesus at this point, i got to hide my smirk. Uh, about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priest and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him, which he told you guys was going to happen. But we had hope. I circled that. We had hope. They lost hope. We had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's the third day. Well, remember what he said was going to happen on the third day? It's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And then Jesus says to them, get this, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? 
And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day's almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Sounds like the Last Supper. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. (laughs) And they asked each other, listen to this, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the Scriptures to us? What they needed was a good dose of the Bible. They needed a good Bible study, which is exactly what Jesus gave them. What was the first point in our study this morning? Truth means nothing unless you mix it with faith. Second point, when facing difficulties, look to the Word. Because the deeper you dive into the Word, the more you'll understand. Oh no, the end of the world. Oh yeah, the end of the world. Again, have compassion on those that are suffering and do what we can to stop what's happening with the coronavirus. Don't be foolish. But it is a sign. It is a sign. Jesus is coming. My hope is not in this world. If you're a Christian, your hope is not in this world. We're citizens of heaven. That's where Jesus is. Look to the Word of God. For faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word. And for understanding of what's going on. It's a sign of Jesus' soon coming. Well, there's one more point. But we've got to read just a little further to get to our last point of the day. Back in Luke chapter 24, and now go down, verse 33. They got up, returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It's true. (laughs) The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon, Peter. And then the two told what had happened on the way. And how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And while they were still talking about this, I love it. While they were still talking about it, Jesus himself stood among them. He just kind of walked through the wall. And he said to them, peace be with you. Really, peace. He just walked through the wall. (laughs) They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Chill, man. Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It's I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe because of joy and amazement. I mean, you just imagine what they're going through. He just walked through the wall, and here he is, and they're all just, 
While they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Got anything here to eat? (laughs) And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and he ate it in their presence. And then he said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. I told you what was going to happen. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And here's our last verse. Oh, but it's a good one. Verse 45. Then he opened their minds. How does he do that? I don't know, but it's supernatural. He opened their minds so they could understand the Scriptures. Truth means nothing unless you mix it with faith. I pray your faith is renewed today because of the Word of God. When facing difficulties, and we are, unprecedented, look to the Word of God for understanding. Listen, nothing that's happening in the world right now should take the Christian by surprise because he told us ahead of time it's coming. This is a sign. This is a sign. It's pestilence. It's a sign. Jesus is coming. Don't go, oh, no, the end of the world. Go as a Christian. Oh, yeah, Jesus is coming. And then finally, pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation The people will understand, that the church will understand. I love what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1. I've prayed it so many times over the years. I pray for you. I ask you to pray for me. This prayer, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. We should pray for one another. We should do it regularly, but especially in this time. Pray that God would open our minds as Jesus did for those disciples. The Bible tells us in another verse that the things of God and the things from the Scriptures are spiritually discerned. And so we need spiritual discernment. We need more than just simply to read it. We need God to open our minds. We need a fresh spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray God is giving you that right now from this study from our time in the Word this morning. Once these disciples really embraced the truth, everything Jesus told them ahead of time, the suffering, the darkness, but in the midst of the darkness, the hope. Because Jesus didn't stay in the grave. He conquered the darkness of the world by his resurrection from the dead. There's hope. There's light. He is the light in the midst of the darkness. He is the hope. Everything changed for these disciples once they embraced the truth that they already knew, but the truth had been clouded, the truth had been suppressed, The darkness had blinded them from what Jesus had told them repeatedly. 
And so they needed a fresh word. And they needed something supernatural. They needed their eyes opened. They needed fresh illumination and revelation from the Word. And once they got it, listen. The only thing that changed in their world was that now that they saw what they should have seen to begin with, because Jesus had told them repeatedly, the darkness didn't go away. It wasn't they were never going to face death again. As a matter of fact, they were going to face death like they had never done before because they were going to go out and begin to preach in the name of Jesus that there's hope. They were going to preach the resurrection of the dead, that Jesus is not in the grave anymore. And the authorities of their day were going to come back at them and say, you can no longer preach in the name of Jesus. And they would stand before the Supreme Court of their day and say, well, you judge for yourselves whether it's right for us to obey you or God. And nothing would stop them. And the darkness was still there. The world was still messed up. And it still is. But what changed for them was their perspective. Now, they had a fresh perspective in light of the truth. I pray you have a fresh perspective in light of the truth. What's going on in our world doesn't surprise God. shouldn't surprise us because he told us ahead of time what was going to happen. And just as those disciples went from despair and even depression to abundant joy and complete understanding, from a fear of death to facing death with hope. These apostles would die for their faith in Jesus, and they would never regret the sacrifice they made. There's hope. There's hope. And the hope is in Jesus. So Christian, be encouraged. May your faith be renewed. May your joy overflow. Because what we're seeing happen in the world is but a reminder that Jesus is coming soon. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, man, You have a great opportunity right now. And if the Holy Spirit is drawing you, you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior because He's the only hope for this world. He's your hope. He's my hope. And you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You just pray from your heart right now. He's God. He hears your prayer from your heart. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In Jesus' name. Find a good church that you can get involved in, get plugged in relationally with so that you can begin to sit under the teaching of the Word of God. You can be in fellowship with the other Christians because those things are important for you growing now as a Christian.
We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. If you'd like to hear today's message again, please visit ccfstpete.church. You can also join in our Bible reading plan. More information can be found on our website. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to take a moment and offer you an opportunity to partner with us here on The Living Word. Would you join with us in praying for the listeners of this program? During this time of uncertainty in our nation, prayer is a powerful tool to combat fear and to promote peace in Jesus. Please pray that each person that hears these messages from the life of Jesus are touched and changed by His love. Please pray also for us. We want to continue following God's plan for this program, no matter where He asks us to go. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to The Living Word? If you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and then click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share this good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website, one more time, is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to the end of our time with you today. Thanks for being a part of our time here on The Living Word.